Hello, everyone, and welcome to Saints Radio. Seems like forever since we've been able to connect in this way. And I am very sorry about that, but very happy that we uh, have this time together. I'm so glad we have this time together. Where is that from? For those of you who watch TV on Saturday night, it was Carol Burnett. But she sang that at the end of her broadcast. This is the beginning. Maybe I should do Mr. Rogers. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Anyway, it's great to be back home. Uh, last week was somewhat of a blur. We got back in early on Tuesday morning. Some, like Pastor Robert and Yawali, got in a bit later. But um, then, of course, the Thanksgiving holiday, and then girding up for <clears throat> yesterday, uh, it just seems like, ha, huh, it's <laughs> good things, but... Um, Today's the first day I've acted and felt like I've actually really been back. And so um, it's good to be, it's good to be home. Uh, I, I pray that you, you are all doing well and that um, you are enjoying this really special time of the year and this um, really amazing time in the spirit realm. Um, I, I know that you've been occupied in joining together with us in agreement for what God was doing in Brazil, but there are a lot of other things <clears throat> that God is doing in other parts of the world that we as saints have responsibility for. And... Um, I, I'm so grateful that the Lord has given us the opportunity to share this kind of um, unity and agreement in, um, in reaching the world. It's just a very interesting time. Very, very interesting indeed. But it's really great to, to be able to, to share together with you this this great work that God has given us um, Monica is going to be joining us here in hopefully a few minutes on vmix link and um, so until that happens you all are stuck with me <clears throat> Well, um, I don't want to delve too deeply into the testimonies regarding this most recent trip. Um, oh, there she is. Hello. She's sitting in, I wish you could see this picture. She's got her face there <laughs> and it's just black all around her. Just dark. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sitting in the sealer room with all the snacks. So 
With all the <laughs> snacks. Yeah, there's lots of snacks in here. I should come in here more often. I should trade with you. My goodness. <laughs> That's terrific. Well, I was just greeting everybody and telling them that uh, I didn't want to go too deeply into the uh, the Brazil trip before you linked on. So now that you're here, um, where should we start? We can start by saying it's really good to be home. Yeah. And, um, but... It was truly an extraordinary 12 days of ministry with the Lord. And I, you know, it's like I said yesterday, it's, it's, it's difficult to even feel like you can do justice to the, just the incredible way that the Lord's moved, just how good he is and how faithful he is. And what he's doing in that continent, what he's doing in that nation, what he's doing in his people there is just, it's just, it's, it's beyond anything I've seen. So, I don't know, did you want to like give on, pull on testimony? Well, no, I mean, I don't have any agenda. I, w I would say that to use the term favor would be, kind of a generic understatement yeah because God is making appointments God is drawing people in he's pre seemingly prepared them for this put a hunger in their heart for it and the way that they're receiving it is um is really a phenomenal thing to see. Um, yeah, because, I mean, in no way can we say that this was easy in the natural. I mean, there's no way we can say that. It was, it was long. It was hot. Um, there was a lot of demands. It was the most demanding labor-intensive journey that we've taken up to date as far as just demands, meetings. We were engaged most of the hours of the day, got in late at night, like 12, 1 a.m. Um, so as far as in the natural, I can't say that it was easy, but like you said, everywhere we went and every encounter, every point of ministry in every church with every person, there was grace and favor. Yeah. And that part was, it, I, I don't want to say it was easy, but it was the spirit led us through just so fluidly and so flawlessly that I, I, I'm just astounded. And that has to be God's favor. Yeah. Because they received us. And, you know, granted, I mean, we've, we spent a lot of time in Western Europe. We spent a lot of time in France and you know my heart. I love the French-speaking people so much. And they have always received us so graciously and so kindly. Um, and, and you really can't compare because it's like comparing two different cultures. But the spirit there, 
they received us so with such open hearts and open spirits and so with such grace and kindness and hospitality and made us feel at home mm-hmm. and you know that's not just a, a that's there, there is a spirit of hospitality that is very real and um i don't know i'm just i I felt like I have family. You know, I feel like I have family. <laughs> it, our family has just extend, it been extended in such an incredible way. And it is the saints family. It's the family of the saints and it's so powerful. And yeah, so. Well, you know, it, it, it I agree. It's, um, it's difficult to make assessments verbally because I know that there are many ears that are hearing. Um, but I, I will say this is some places where we've gone, many places where we've gone, I felt like we were invading for the kingdom. Right. And, um, then with our brothers and sisters in Europe, I felt like we were partnering and still right. do but this feels like well it doesn't feel like it it's it's a harvest it's it's a harvest now you you want to talk about the fields being white right well that's that's this <coughs> and, and i feel like all the people that we have partnered with in the past are shareholders in this. And I feel like all the experiences we've had to this point have served as points of obedience. They've served as training. They've served as opportunities to come into agreement and alignment with key people. But when we stepped into this theater of operation <coughs> in this harvest, we were drawing on all of that. I mean, it was amazing to me the way that the spirit was speaking. Um, just, every, you know, here's another thing, and you know this is true. Um, to just, it sounds like I'm unprepared, but to not have any idea what you're going to do going into a, a meeting. Yeah, you've studied a bunch of stuff, but you don't have any particular agenda. Um, and then suddenly the spirit starts speaking and you're drawing off of messages and insights from over the years and it's it's almost like a, a warfare you know you you mm-hmm. go in and you don't know what you're going to face but you have this arsenal and you think okay at this time let's let's use this let's this time use this it's like a workman um it has been approved and and then to watch what the spirit's doing and then immediately 
know what he would say to do in response. It's just even though even that is is very different, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah, absolutely, and and I I will have to just in reflection. When we went into um, Nice in France in May or June, May, in the middle of the year, and we had a seminar there. They had entitled it Rama, but mm-hmm. you and I had discussed going in. I mean, I think two days before we left, we sat out and we, we talked about what we felt like the Lord wanted to do, and neither one of us really knew. And it wasn't until, and this is not as not preparing. This is just oh, being led of the Spirit, because we, we, we knew we had not been in, had a seminar in a number of years, and, and we knew that it was going to center around intercession, but we also knew the Lord wanted us to bring the Word and bring well, a measure of directing and commission. Wait, wait one second. Our last seminar here was Rama. And I, oh, I know. And so I don't yeah. think that one in Nice was called Rama. I, if I remember right, it was, what was it called? Was it the presence? Oh, I thought, I, I, I thought that it was, I thought she had entitled it Rama, but. Because very rarely do they have a, a seminar that's titled something that then we turn around and say, okay, that's going to be our title. Usually it's the other way around where we have a title and then Sylvie gets the graphic and, you know, we get geared up to do. It was the presence. Yeah. Because you got up and spoke, you referenced Rama and then on the afternoon, the Lord just exploded that, that idea of Samuel in, you know, it was. But but you're right. I mean, your point was... The point is, we God, didn't know yeah. Yeah. until we got there. And we sat down the morning of the first day and we on a napkin in the coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. And the Lord started to speak. And, and we, we, we didn't plan all the sessions, but we, we, get, we gained a flow pattern yeah. that morning. The only thing we tried and then look to plan, what the Lord did. The only thing we tried to plan was how we were going to zoom those, <laughs> zoom those teachings, <laughs> and that did that, that worked, but so it didn't successful. work very well. I, I I can't even think about looking at those because it just probably looks so, as you as Olivia uh. would say, hick. <laughs> yeah. See what happens when we try to plan. No, but the point is, is that the spirit is leading and, and like you said, I mean, the Bible says we're to be instant in season. And I know that's been interpreted and taught in a a number of different ways. But the point is, is that we have to be a people that, that continue in his word, that stay current with what he's revealing, that are pressing and intercession to unveil the mysteries that our spirits are connected with him in that unveiling of mysteries and that we stay in the word and that we stay just connected in that way because Mm -hmm. you really never know when God is going to put that demand on you to, to bring it. Right. And, and it, you know, it doesn't come out with, it doesn't come without fear and trembling for most of us, probably not for you, but 
I, I know at some point, like we talked about going into Murata that first weekend, and I told you this, uh, I said, it's a mystery to me. I, you know, you gave me a couple of sessions and, and I told you, I said, it is a mystery. I don't know what God wants to do. And, and yet he led us through every session and, and clearly it was him because the manifestation of his presence just downloaded on the whole place. And that really, and, um, it really was the momentum for our entire ministry for those 12 days or it set, it just, it set on fire. You know what I mean? So I'm just, I'm, I, I cannot, and I said this yesterday, I cannot stop just giving thanks to the Lord because he is just so good and so faithful and every single thing that he commissions us, that he asks us to do, even the hard things, he supplies. Yeah. <laughs> he, he provides everything we need. And I also said this yesterday, there were so many moments where I had to say to God, I need your grace. I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't know if it's okay for me to say feeling insufficient or, um, but his grace was just so prevalent and yeah, he's just so good. Yeah. It's uh, and two. Keep going. I'm going to say one more thing. I'm yeah, going to say one ahead. more thing. We, we focused on the presence of God at the beginning of this year and prior to that. And we've always, I mean, it's always been, you know, at the forefront, but the Lord had us really press into his presence and his face and moving with his ways. And, and that was life changing, I think for us as a body. And I saw the evidence of that on this trip and that what we want is to be, we want to radiate with his countenance. We want to carry his presence that's what we want because I would like to be able to walk into a room like that and for just his countenance and his presence that's on us to minister without me even open my mouth. And, and I feel like he was so faithful to go with us and to rest upon us and to really dwell with us, abide with us and manifest himself through us as his servants that that's the only way for somebody to look at you pastor and say i want what you have i want to represent the lord like you represent the lord it's not i mean yeah you're eloquent and you're smart and you're intelligent and you um you bring the word with power but it's him on you it's him in you and so I'm so I'm really thankful for just the progression of how the Lord's led us over these last years, because you're gonna laugh if I say, you know that that dove is resting upon you. <laughs> and, it's, not, it's not a pigeon, is it? No, no, it's a dove, and it's it's the Holy Spirit, and it's resting upon you, and His countenance is upon you, 
and you're moving with his face and and people see that and they want that that is being a witness so well, that's all what you just said was indicative of all of us on that team and i i i am so grateful for that um it was it, i referenced that thing that about the dove and the pigeon and i forget why why i was talking about that and my interpreter because yeah huh? yeah yeah go ahead well the interpreter translated it as a, a pigeon or was it who was it me so somehow i knew he said a pigeon instead of a dove so I talked to this guy because he's a very nice guy and we've got a good relationship with him. And I said, okay, uh, when we talk about Jesus and the Holy Spirit coming upon him and the Father saying, this is my beloved son, you need to be careful when you're saying English that you say dove, not pigeon. I said, because if you say that the Holy Spirit came as a pigeon, even though that may be right, in the Romance languages in, in the Portuguese Bible. And I understand that it is right for them to say that because as Yowali explained, the way they characterize the dove is as a young pigeon. But I said, for us as Americans, if you say a pigeon came, nobody wants a pigeon over them because pigeons, <coughs> pigeons do <coughs> what pigeons do on the top of statues and on people's shoulders and things of that nature. And so we laughed about that. And so, um, but uh, you're right though. I mean, it's, it's so predominant that I, I think Lord help us to utilize this, and I mean that in the most genteel of terms, in the way that will best yield results for your kingdom. And secondly, don't let us lose this for, by whatever frame, whether it's people becoming used to you, whether it's people becoming so familiar with you that then they stop believing or that we would become so used to being in this field and in this field and this field that somehow we don't do whatever it was that was necessary to partner with you in this way. And, you know, it's like the, the spirit, um, the, the Bible does warn us to be very careful to honor the Spirit so that we don't that we don't lose that preciousness. And I, I'm not saying that to, to indicate that we're close to doing that, but I, I just don't want personally, to come to the point where I take that for granted or 
step out from it. Am I saying that clearly? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, it's, it's, in fact, there was one meeting. Well, actually, it was the close. Our last meetings where we gave closing words to at Casa Zion at the end, right before our car came to pick us up to take us to the airport. And I know the Lord put on both of our hearts to, to really speak candidly to the people that what they have is so precious and what God is pouring out in that place is priceless and they need to never let it become common mm -hmm. and and take it for granted because you have to steward his presence always and that that you know i i've been thinking a lot about that about how we have done that here and how the churches of the saints have done that you know what does that look like of course, it's it's committing ourselves to intercession and to communing with him. But just in, in, in your whole being, it's like that is the most important thing. That is your first love. That is really consuming. And to me, when I think about the fire that I know God lit inside of me, um, and I, I will say this, I, I am changed. I mean, the Lord, he ignited something in me that, is is I will not let it quench because I'm so thankful for for that fire that he's initiated and with everything within me I am pouring it out into our house and into the houses of the saints I I almost feel like we need to have a corporate prayer time where we come together and we welcome his fire here and in the different houses of the saints, because um, I honestly, Pastor, it's been a while since I've experienced his presence and his fire like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do here every day because we abide in him and it, it's it's our lifeblood. But there's an ignition there. There's there's an igniting, not an ignition. There's an igniting of his spirit and of his fire. Call it baptism of the spirit and the fire. I mean. It is very real, and it's lighting that nation on fire. He is lighting that nation on fire, just like the prophetic word said. And however that is to manifest here in the U.S. through the churches of the saints, I want that. I want that in all of our saints. I want that in all of the houses and in our prayer. I had so many people yesterday after I testified, text me, what's at me? I want the fire here, you know, in Switzerland and different places of the country. I want that fire. I want that fire. And I know that's the heart of God's people. So how do we welcome that? And how do we, how do we steward that in this hour? I don't know. Well, that's, uh, that's a big question because, you know, one of the things that we dealt with many years ago is um, when people <coughs> would first receive, they would be, and I, we're an English audience, so I could say they were excited. And, um, and then they, they had a lot of <coughs> expectation for 
what would come next and what it meant and what God was doing. And and I I remember how that once the euphoria of the first um, experiences in God kind of I don't want to say wore off, but when the excitement of that initial visitation became something that would demand their devotion, people kind of, some people, not all, but people were more addicted to what's happening now than what am I supposed to do in response? And I remember when we first started to talk to the people about the necessity of interpreting uh, when you commune in the Spirit, interpreting, which is a command from the Lord. There were people who outright told us, no, that's work. I don't want to do that. I just want the visitation. Um, and remember we talk about river hop. I talk about river hoppers. I haven't used that term in a long time, where people just wanted to experience things and they weren't really willing to enter into a partnership which is growing into sonship. And we lost a lot of people. It, it's it, it, one of the most difficult things in the world to do in the natural or maybe I should yeah, it's always difficult to talk about this because then people think I'm talking about me, but I, I'm talking about just in general. Like, just let's not talk about us. Let's not talk about our individual lives or whatever. Let's, let's talk about just, let's say we see a couple and they're enamored with each other and they fall in love and everything they do is just, oh, just sweetness and everything. And one of the most difficult things for that couple to do is to keep that passion while they take the necessary step of building their life together, which has responsibility, which has challenges. I dare say if you welcome kids into the mix or you, know, you, you face your first struggles one of the most difficult things is to keep that romance alive. And, and then, you, then you deal with couples where one of them or both of them just like that conquest. They like that, you know, that, again, euphoria of finding that spark of discovery. And they f look other places for it. Um. It's just like what the Apostle Paul said. You know, I want to present you as a chaste, holy, hagias, virgin. And, and I think that's maybe one of the factors of the ten virgins. Um, five with no oil, five that were filled with oil. Maybe that oil is discovery and being pressed and pressing upon not in a physical way of course that's involved in the natural but it's it's very challenging 
It's like when you, you know, when you're first discovering things in the spirit realm and angels are coming or God catches you away and there you are at the throne or there you are at the temple of the tabernacle of testimony and there you're hearing words from God and then you've got to come down and you've got to teach that or you've got to walk what you've got at the top of the mountain. Well, what about the next time when God catches you up? Oh, it's still great. Well, what's new? Well, you know, God will always be new, but there's only one throne, and it is powerful as it is. There's, there's, there's only one temple of the tabernacle. Yeah, there's always new things going on, but when you get down to it, there's, there's only one thing that that place is devoted to. Oh, the, the angels of fire, the incense altar that's out there between the throne and that place. Whoa, seeing that for the first time. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Just amazing. But then somehow the priests have to stand to minister because somebody has to minister. Does it become common? And that's the most difficult thing. You can find it, but I remember having Christmas every day. I, re I remember every, every time in the Lord, you, you, you devote yourself. Let it be like the first time. No matter what it is that he's doing, no matter how you're warring, no matter how you're pursuing the deep things. But this time in Brazil... And even in France, this last time. Um, whatever God's doing in this new day, in these uttermost days, um, it's an outpouring that's similar to what we've had because it's Him. But it's an outpouring that's new. But I dare say that the lessons that hopefully we've learned about how to cherish that fire, how to, how to keep the passion fresh and new as chaste virgins, boy, we better apply them because that dove will fly away. Go ahead. I think that the... No, I just... I, and I can only... I can only apply this personally because when I think about my relationship with the Lord and I think about my love for him and just wanting to sit at his feet and in his presence and how much I love his presence. When I say I'm changed, that hasn't changed. I mean, I didn't go to Brazil so that I could love him more. I still, I mean, that, that, that is, who I am. That's the essence of who I am. And it's so strong. And it's why I keep going on. It's, you can say it's agape, it's breathing hard after his purpose, but it's, it's my heart. It's love. It's, uh, it's him because he loves me and he saved me. And, and we all know those principles that we live and that we feel and that our spirit is driven through. But, but what we, what I feel like I experienced was in his fire was his jealousy, his zeal, 
it, it's, you know, he is a consuming fire, his jealousy. It's, it's, I put my hand on the latch of the door and, you know, my, my insides were moved for him. That's passion. And, but I, there has to be a different, there has to be a delineation between abiding love of God and the passion and the jealousy and the zeal for him and, and moving in his fire and his jealousy and his zeal that's ignited. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, this is something that I'm going to have to study, but, and, and gain insight from the Lord because, um, the, the first love from the beginning, maybe for some it's become common. I, I don't feel that way, but I, I don't know. I, I think that God is revealing himself through this in a way to bring a deeper understanding for us and who we are and who he is in us and how he is going to move through us in that fire in the days ahead. Because it's like we talked about yesterday. I mean, you are we in it for the long run? Are we in it to endure to the end? no matter what we face. And I have to tell you, I mean, this year has been hard. And and everything that I walk through and everything that my family walks through, and I know that every one of us has a testimony about what they've been through over the last few years, but there have been moments when I've, you know, I've been in the spirit or I've been in the flesh and I segue into the spirit and the Lord allows me to see into the spirit, into where we're going. And I do in my mind think, am I ready for this? Do I want to do this? This is hard. And yet that, that fire and that jealousy and, and that just that passion and that zeal, I just feel like it's, it's, it's been solid that, that any question that I had has been solidified and inside of me. And because it's him. We can't do it without him. I mean, we can't do it without that. <laughs> we just can't. So this is a real, I mean, this is, this is an interesting conversation that we're having. And I, I do apologize to the listeners for just, I mean, I just want to say thank you for bearing with us through this, because this is like sharing spiritual things with spiritual things in a very raw scenario. Um, just, you know what I mean? I because do know what you I, mean. I'm trying to interpret. I, I'm trying to interpret because I know I have a responsibility for what God has imparted. I feel that gravity. And I know that he didn't just send us to Brazil. And we had it spoken over us. We don't go to receive. We go to give. But God, even with every single seminar, uh, you know, it, it's our mindset is, Lord, you prepare us to pour out and to give and to just impart that is what that that is our perspective but the lord always he always pours back into us in Amen. the most extraordinary ways and so it was spoken over us like our first day when we were at casa zion pastor rafa said and he prayed over us i want you to take back what god pours in here and that was prophecy mm -hmm. and if we are above thinking that we need that then we're foolish, right? Uh, yeah, I think I think God is clarifying 
our role as Elijah's in some new ways. And I the authority that's that's in that which you know you 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 uh, acquainted me with that Don Potter thing from August at Morningstar and he even said it he said it's time for us as the older ones to stand because we've never done that before and that is true you remember when he said that in that yeah singing? oh yeah that is true so we're walking in some ways that God has ordained for this time, according to Malachi 4, um, but uh, that are rare. So this is, un, uh, this is undiscovered country. And I feel that authority and that power release. But with that, I feel like the treasures that God has stored up for us in partnership with him we just download them as quickly as we can and it's really not about having another set of teachings even though we need to lay them out it's about being sensitive and divesting um, that inoculation of past understandings in the moment to these people there's an anointing for that that's different right because uh, we've been in, in, <coughs> other, in a lot of other dimensions where we're bringing meat, we're teaching new things, we're sowing these things line upon line into people, and that's going to have to continue. But this is just see what my father is doing and do it, which is what Jesus said. And, you know, we, we mentioned that down there. We've often interpreted, and this is true. Whatever I've seen my father do, that's what I do. I have to do my father's business as if that's some kind of a, as if it's limited to, okay, the father's telling us beforehand, this is what's going to happen, or this is what we've been engaged in at the right hand of the throne. That's true. Those things are true. But to actually see the father surprise and to download and to release and to open the heavens and then to be to be urged to flow with that based upon what you've been shown in the scripture regarding those things how you've prayed how you've been notified beforehand but then to see it and to just go with it that is explosive and that happened on i don't know how many occasions there yeah. So. But, you know, the passion, even in our times of prayer, which we had, um, I could feel the familiar things of the depths of his spirit and his love. And, yeah. but then to sense him taking us as saints into a step of imparting from that place. To yeah, where it's, it's like... Go ahead. 
No, no, you finish. Well, it's it's not, again, the, the wonder of experiencing that, the wonder of enjoying that, the wonder of wanting more of that. You, you have that, but then you're, you're feeling the constraining of the spirit to go immediately from that place and to minister out of that power. That's different. Okay, I'm, I'm done. No, you can't be done. <laughs> You're just beginning. No, I was just going to say that, just reflecting on just our times of prayer. We had we had prayer time with our team, and and then we prayed in the prayer room at several of the churches, and um, it was it was pretty amazing. Sometimes it's difficult to tell when when you're in a foreign land and they speak a different language, if they're actually praying in tongues or if they're praying in their language. I, I, I struggle with that sometimes, but it doesn't really matter. But I know at the last church that we were in, they had a prayer room and there was three or four intercessors that were in there pre-service, every service. And oh my gosh, I mean, the power um, that was coming forth out of that, that, that was very refreshing to see. But I think I, I, you know, in reflection of our prayer times, just with our team, I I always find myself drawing from the sanctuary, mm-hmm. and and perhaps it's the touch point with heaven that I'm so familiar with, and and it's not just the place; it's of course the Lord and connecting with Him is the chief intercessor who has prayed with us and over us and for us for all these years and taught us and led us in intercession. But it's, it's the, the foundation is so deep that it's, it's literally like being in a, in a point of uncertainty because you travel and, and many of you have done this, but some of you haven't. But when you're in a foreign land, I mean, it, it can feel a little bit unstable. You walk into new churches, new places, new people you're constantly being engaged upon and and drawn upon and i i realize and i this is not the first time but it was so distinct to me the depth of the foundation that we stand on and i i i could i i could draw from that in such an amazing way and I don't know. It's it's, and I think that's probably why when we leave here, it's difficult because um, there is such a touch point here. But what we have to realize is that no matter where we go, that touch point is is there because it is with heaven. You know, it is that that's what it is. I mean, our, our we're seated in heavenly places, and our conversation is in heaven. It's just these tabernacles, you know, these temples that God has established throughout the network are so crucial. And the intercession that is happening on the daily is so crucial to what God is doing in the nations that I felt that so strongly and the foundation was so deep that um, there was no wavering. And, you know, yeah, did the enemy try some things? Sure. I mean, (laughs) but you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Yeah, so I, I say all that to just to say when I say I cannot stop giving thanks to the Lord 
for for him and for his kindness and his graciousness and his power and how faithful he is, but for what he has established through his saints, just through your obedience and your willingness to stand in the gap and to be that intercessor that you have no idea that we can be in Brazil in a meeting and you, your prayer could be so crucial to what God's doing in that moment. And that's real. I mean, that that's more real than anything. And so I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's profound. His kingdom is just profound. And to be able to take that with us and to demonstrate that where we are, even though we can't fully do it because we, you know, we're not here, but, um, you know, to have them say, we are coming to Dallas in September. They're in like, I mean, guys, we've had so many people saying they're coming to Dallas in September. You guys need to get ready to demonstrate who we are, which you do anyway. But um, that's that's such an opportunity for us. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's an opportunity, but it's also, I can't believe I'm saying this. It's also sobering. Yeah. Because... Uh, it's it's like what Jesus said about John the Baptist. What did you go out to see? You know, because I'm I'm concerned that they have in their mind what this place is in the natural, and what they're going to find is John the Baptist. Yep. We can't apologize for that. I know, but it's still. I mean, it is what it is. And... <laughs> It's You're sacred. Right. It is. It's sacred ground. I mean, it's, it's. Yeah. Yeah. And, I and, know. I know. But anyway, it's, uh, it's really something that we gave tremendous thanks for that all of you have invested over the years in Brazil in so many ways, but particularly this time, the, the various frames of intercession, um, the way you called upon the Lord and prayed is, is really, really a gift. And we ask the Lord to bless you for, for your sowing. You know, I was speaking with Sylvie and Luke this morning and Sylvie, and I know she won't mind me saying this, but she she was saying that when she would was praying for us in Brazil, that God was giving her many new languages, and that there was an invigorating aspect to what was going on in her spirit as she sowed into into this place, and I think that's another factor. Your prayers are not just praying for us. You're sowing into that climate. You're before the throne. You are. You're sowing into that rich field. And I ask that God would reward you in in really prolific ways. And for those who might be under attack right now 
Um, and I hate to focus on this, but I know that there are some that are really being tested right now. And um, first of all, don't let the enemy say, well, all these other people are talking about the glory and his presence and all these victories and, you know, I must be a failure. Well, don't listen to those lies. I, I think that you, what you need to do is come into that place that you know is yours in God and press in there and be what you're called to be and go on the strength of that. And as you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you, you let him add to you the things that you need at this moment. But if you find yourself in a pity party, or if you allow the enemy to convince you, oh, you know, something's wrong with me, or, you know, maybe God doesn't love me, or why are other people getting this and I'm not? If, if you go down that pathway, well, welcome to Satanville. You've taken a wrong turn, and you better U-turn and get out of that as quick as you can. Your your way of overcoming is to going through, and and you you your way of victory is being what God made you to be. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. Don't go into any pity party. Again, I use that term twice. I do not understand this pity party. Um, you overcome. You press in because. The only one that can bring you victory in the Lord is him and you. And, and what he wants you to do is, um, is to find your place in him and overcome through him. Boy, I'm preaching now. It was nice when I was talking about being a chaste virgin and finding those goosebumpy places, you know. This is, this is, this is, I don't want to call it warfare. This is big boy stuff. So stand and let That's God so bring victory. You know? Yes. Yes. I, I, it's so funny that you say that because I think almost every day while we were away, I would have this conversation with myself and it would be, okay, Monica, you, you got to put on your big girl pants and you got to be strong and have courage and you've got to step out and you got to be the mighty man that God called you to be. Yeah. But I, I literally had that conversation with myself every day, not because I was hesitant or anything like that, but it was, it, I mean, this is real. I mean, it, it is, it is, it is real. I mean, God is calling us to yeah. battle and me, I love to be the lover so I, have to, love you, Jesus. I do I mean just put me under the pew and let me just love on Jesus while you guys go out to war and well you know it's funny it because doesn't work that way every day you get up after you got in like you said got in at 1 30 after a full meal which is mm -hmm. another thing for an older guy I used to do that when I was in high school, go and eat pizza at midnight. And um, but now you you've got to do it. 
So you get up in the morning and you feel tired, you feel you feel lots of things, but you don't have anybody to turn to other than God. You just got to get up and get after it. it, it and I've, I've mentioned this movie many times, that movie 13 Days that talks about the Cuban Missile Crisis. And there was one time when the actor playing John Kennedy and Kevin Costner, who was his advisor, they're talking and one of them says, I wish there was some old guy that we could call right now and get some advice. And I remember which of the other ones said, you know what? We're the old guy. So we've got to buck it up and do what's right to save the world. And that's just it. I mean, if, if, if we, 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 we are representing the father. It's not that we don't need anybody else, but if we're looking for somebody to lay hands on us and make it all better and, you know, oh, I, I just wish this, you, you are the Elijah in the Lord. What doest thou here? What doest? We, we should just write a little booklet. Chapter one, what doest thou here? Chapter two, here am I send me chapter three <laughs> voice of one crying in the wilderness that's a good book chapter four what came you out to see <laughs> you know there's just those stunner things that probably aren't underlined in the scripture in your bible but and, and there's a wonderful blessing about that you know to know that it's you and the Lord, and there's nobody else to call. He's put you there, and either God comes through, or we're all screwed. And you know, it's like that Ferris Bueller. There's a certain, there's a certain relief in knowing that things can't possibly get worse. <laughs> And I'm not saying things, you know, that's the that's the fabric of a miracle where you're standing on the shore and you got all these people behind you and you know that not a one of them in that sequence is going to be able to to do what needs to be done. It's you and the Lord. So you you got to trust him. That's the essence of faith. And every one of you, dear saints have been called by God to change this world on behalf of the kingdom. Amen. And and it's it's just time to as you said, big girl pants, big boy pants, just do it. Do it. Just do it. Nikeo. Yeah. Woo. You want to take Ooh. the offering? <laughs> well again thank you everybody for your partnership and your prayers um we still need them because in the many outposts for the saints there are a lot of answers that need to be come upon and then act act upon but particularly with Brazil, we need wisdom, we need strategy, 
we need to be in prayer that a lot of the things that we know will come against them because it's the enemy's playbook. Jealousy, lethargy, um, competition, uh, feeling left out, uh, all of that nonsense. We, we have overcome, hopefully, or at least we've experienced and survived. And there's an element of blessing with that, too. But we need, to, we need to be praying for them proactively. That somehow what crown of... Uh, you know, I spoke last Wednesday Night Live about something that was a new thing, the identity of our crown. Um, glory and honor. We need to be proclaiming that over each of, each of us. Glory and honor. Like the Romans used to say, I remember in Gladiator when they would say strength and honor. Well, we want glory and honor because that's the crown that Christ wore. That's the crown we've been given. And that's in, in the, at the end of Revelation when the kings, which is you and me, of the nations that are saved come. They come and they give glory and honor to God. At the time when the temple and the tabernacle are going away, Glory and honor. That's what needs to be emblazoned on us. That we're partnering with, with his glory. We're changed from glory to glory. We're in a new dispensation of his glory. And honor. We're being print, imprinted by that. We're investing our time, our energy. We're investing our reputation. Everything that we are. So that when people see us, they see that imprint of the Father. And that's the essence of honor. And we commit ourselves to that. Glory and honor is upon that crown. And that authority we need. The shoulders, yes, we represent that. We're people under authority. But our individual crowns that we cast before his feet are glory and honor. So how's your glory? How's your honor? Let's be it. Amen. Amen. Anything further? <clears throat> no, just don't forget about first Saturday this weekend. I can't believe it's come upon us again oh so goodness. quickly. It's time for a directive, isn't it? It is. So maybe everybody it should be, be a glory faithful. and honor directive. Well, I'll I'll let you be the creative, um, the creative instigator of that. We enter the month of the prophet in December. Praise and God. We, we must we must yield ourselves to be changed in his glory and to reflect that identity in honor before him. That sounds like it's a good directive coming. So you heard it here first folks. Um and then even the Sha'al of that there's a there's a i was so grateful for what the lord was sharing yesterday from psalm 2 8 and acts 1 8 the uttermost to understand the ankle and to understand the eschatos um wow sha'al i won't sha'al anything well i'm gonna sha'al something a virgin will conceive and he will be named Emmanuel. 
That's us. We're living that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we're over time, but you haven't heard us for a couple of weeks, and I'm not sure the week before that you actually heard us. <laughs> I hope you're hearing us today. But God bless all of you, and we'll we'll reach out on Wednesday, on Wednesday Night Live, and then be watching for the directive for first Saturday. God bless all of you. Yes, good good God bless. <clears throat> okay. Adios, amigos. Au revoir. Ciao. Ciao, ciao.